Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning in. Special Equity Bank-sponsored episode today. On the show today, we have Dina James. She's the president and co-founder of Cal James Forge Insurance Group. And I really enjoy this conversation. Great example of leadership. I'm always, as a father of four daughters, I'm always looking for great examples of women in leadership, mentors, examples of leaders that I can point my daughter to, daughters to. And Dina certainly fits the bill. She's passionate about providing world-class service and peace of mind to all of her clients. It's all about a a sense of shared mission and about quality, great customer service. She's been honored by the Thinking Bigger Business Media with 25 Under 25, an award which recognizes the impact of Kansas City businesses with fewer than 25 employees. In 2013, Kansas City Business Journal named her one of 25 Women Who Mean Business, an award for successful female entrepreneurs, corporate officials, and other leaders in the for-profit sector. She's been a president of the Kansas City Rotary Club. She's a board member for the Northland Regional Chamber of Commerce. And I really impressed with the fact that she serves as a secretary of the board for Angel Flight Central, which is a nonprofit that provides free air travel for people facing a medical emergency. She's an active mentor, loves mentoring, sees the power of mentoring. And in this episode, we do talk about her career, how she came up and kind of busted through and destroyed the good old boys network and how she did it was through toughness, tenacity, and grace. And I love that. And it's something I try to tell my daughters all the time, that just go out and actively lead. You don't have to try to be something that you're not. You don't have to try to be one of the boys. You just be authentically you, actively lead how you want things to be done, and stop worrying about your gender. I think that's the key, right? All of us get too wrapped up in labels, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And Dean is a perfect example of that. Again, busting through that good old boys network through toughness, tenacity, and grace. You're really going to enjoy this episode. The show is brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. It's been a true privilege and honor to have them be a sponsor going on 20 months now, providing me some of these great guests. Enjoy these conversations. Equity Bank is a team, I believe, that knows what it takes to start and grow a business. It's been exciting watching them grow into one of the fastest growing banks in the Midwest. They got locations all across Kansas, as well as Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas. They're listed on the NASDAQ exchange now. And clearly, I believe, and I've seen it firsthand, I've been at their leadership conferences. I know the owners personally. This team at Equity Bank knows how to lead for growth. And so if it feels like your current bank is more of a follower than a leader and you want to work with a bank that really understands your needs, check out my friends at Equity Bank. Go to equitybank.com to learn more. All right, let's join this conversation, a special entrepreneurial and leadership series brought to you by Equity Bank with Dina James, the president and co-founder of Cal James Forge Insurance Group here on Dose of Leadership. Dina, thanks for coming on the show. Welcome to Dose of Leadership. Thank you. 
as a father of four daughters, I'm always like talking with um, women who've been very successful in business and have a, a strong leadership career. How how did you get started in in the insurance industry? Um, I needed a job. I was in high school, graduating, ready to go to college. I needed a job. I had a way into an insurance agency in Oklahoma. I um, started there and stayed there through getting married until the first child was born. And then I um, thought I would try to stay at home. Didn't work, but I thought I would try. But I just, I got in, I started in the mailroom. Right. And what was the, so you're graduating and what was the dream? You said you just, you needed a job. So you kind of landed in insurance. But Well, I needed, I needed a job to get to help pay for college. I mean, my, my parents didn't have the money, so I was going to pay for it myself. So that's what I did. Um, needed a job. That was how, that was how I paid for school. And then I began to understand that the insurance industry fit my skills. And what is, and I fell in love. Let's talk about your skills. What, what do you think your, your strengths are? You know, then at that time I was, I was kind of a nerdy kid. Um, I loved math. I loved science. I loved fixing things, uh, solving a problem. Um, and insurance was that way. I mean, we had to write our own stuff way back when it wasn't all computerized. And I was just a whiz at it because I liked math. I liked structure and formulas and all that kind of stuff. And I could follow that. And I did that. And I was just really good at it. Um, and so then it was kind of like, well, I'm good at this. I like it. So let's just keep, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. Did you look at yourself as a leader then? Did you always look at yourself as leaders or, do, or what kind of limiting belief did you have then? You know, I, I, if I don't know that I looked at myself as a leader, but when I look back on it and I remember things that people told me in high school, um, I was always in front in youth group at church. And you know, it was always like one of the people that got called on to take charge and to get something done. So while I didn't recognize that as leadership skills, that's what it was. And it just had to be defined and, and worked on a lot. So as you, as you look back at it now, was there kind of a defining moment when you said, hey, I'm going to get a little more intentional about honing my leadership skills? Was there a time when that happened? It was probably after we moved to Kansas City. So it was about 1987. We'd moved here. We had three kids. The little one was three. And I said, okay, I'm going back to work full time. And I interviewed for accounting jobs because I have um, a lot of accounting hours too, including my management degree. So I did that. I looked for accounting jobs. And then I went into an insurance agency to buy my own insurance for the apartment we were renting and um, ended up going to work there. And so I think at that point, once I got in that little agency and I saw that I could help it grow, then I started to really take charge. And I started running that agency and managing it and um, outlasting all the other employees and finally became a partner in that group. Um, and now it's grown to what it is today. You know, I love that, especially starting in in the mid '80s. And so you went home. You were a stay at home mom for a while. You, you said, "Okay, this is it. I'm going back to work. I'm going to start tackling it." Here in in the mid '80s, and the challenges. You know, uh, especially particularly when we look at the challenges of diversity and the Me Too and everything that's happening now. How as a as a woman coming up during that time, talk to me a little bit some of the challenges that you faced then, which you think are maybe a little different now, and like how can young women succeed in this kind of toxic environment? 
you have to learn to be tough and gracious at the same time. Yeah. You've got to be tough. You've got to know that you're good enough to do this. And you can't let anybody tell you you're not. And you have to be okay with, I had to learn to be okay with guys saying women will never be in management. I had to just learn to say, okay, well, we'll see about that. Exactly. And then just work harder, work harder, be the best. I mean, be the one that's there the latest and there early in the morning and willing to take on all the odd jobs and just continue to fight through that. It's still prevalent in our industry. We still have the good old boy network where women aren't in front of agencies. So it's still out there. But I'm old enough now to know that it's like, I, I'll just prove you wrong. Just yeah. think I can't do it. I'll show you differently. Um, and it's just a ton of self. You just have to be really confident in yourself. And you have to know that God created you this way. And he didn't make you bossy and a leader and all of these things to have you sit on the sidelines. And so you just have to I just had, I got a business coach who helped me learn to be, you know, to do my 100 I am statements every day and, you know, just become really confident in myself so that yeah, it didn't matter what you said I could do. I was going to show you what I could do. It's so much, it's so true. And and I think it, this is both for men and women. I, I don't think that that limiting belief or that lack of confidence is there for everyone, but it, it it's at varying degrees, of course, but it's a testament to what you're saying and what I'm hearing you say that it really is a lot about the tenacity, right? It, it's, it's, it's less about the, it's less about the talent. It's less, it certainly isn't about gender. It certainly isn't so much about talent. It's more about the tenacity, right? Right. Yeah. You've just got to be willing to keep going every day and don't give up. I mean, if you've got a job that you believe that you're good at, then stay there and show them that you can do it. Don't give up and go jump somewhere else because you just got to start over again. What do you say to, to and don't let don't let anybody take advantage of you either. I mean, I, men never took advantage of me. I just made it real clear that that wasn't going to happen. Right. You know, some of the I've said this uh, to other women leaders I've had on the show. Like some of the best leaders I've ever worked for have have been women. Some of the worst leaders I've worked for have have been women. But I look at absolutely yeah, and I I when I look at the difference and I and I talk to my daughters about this that. The women who were, and they again, they were some of the best leaders I ever worked for. They were kind of like what you said there. It resonated with me when you said, and I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember your exact words, but you said you had to be, was it tough and gracious at the same time? I don't think you used the word tough, but um, no, you do. It's, it's tough and gracious. I mean, you have to have yeah. But but women are supposed to be gracious. I mean, we've got to learn that we are the gentle species, and don't be don't be embarrassed about that. Because you can be both. People don't have to walk on me because I'm a female. I can be tough. I can be to the point, And I can also be gracious at the same time. Right. And that's you're hitting exactly what, what I was thinking, why I think these women were such great leaders, is because they had an empathetic side, which was so much stronger than a lot of the, the, the great male leaders that I've worked for, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But they were tough. And it was, they weren't tough saying it in the sense that was... Um, Oh, hey, I'm trying to be one of the boys. It was just, it, regardless of gender, they just were kind of badasses, right? And, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know how to explain. And, and that's why I think. And but they had this empathetic side that that I think a lot of successful 
male leaders struggle with, to be quite honest. We, I mean, it's it's different. We were created different, and women have that. They have that nurturing side because we're the mothers. Um, but that, and that goes really well with being tough. I, I agree. Can, I can sit down with somebody, and we can have a really tough conversation, and then I'm going to make them feel really good because there are we aren't we don't do everything wrong every day. We may be doing something wrong, but there's a whole lot of positives. And let's look at the positives first, and then let's work on what we need to fix. But let's be proud of who we are first. I love it. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Do you do spend a lot of time mentoring young women uh, being where you're at now? Um, every chance I can. I, I do love that. I, I love it when they're willing to sit down and, you know, and I can pour into them. And, you know, when I won uh, Women Who Mean Business, I think one of the young girls at our table that day said, I'm going to be there someday. I'm going to follow what you do. And that's, you know, that's good. I, but I want them to follow me because they see something in me, not because I'm tough, not because I've been successful, but because they see a role model in me that's positive, that builds back into other people, that gets out in the front and will be a leader and will take on tough challenges and will get it done. And and that's why I want them to follow me. It's not, not because I'm I'm successful, you know, because I look like I've been really successful or whatever. Well, that's great. Um, it took a lot of hard work to get here. It's not an overnight thing. Well, I think that, you know, getting someone to know, and, you, and that was one of the first things you said to me before and before the recording started was, you know, about being tenacious and never quitting. What what do you do personally? You you talked about that you got a coach at one point, or is there anything else besides coaching that you do to kind of get out of that headspace? You know, the yeah, it's my headspace. Yeah, you yeah, you don't get anything done unless you think you can get it done. Um, I am pretty. I, I mean, I read a ton of. I, I'm a student of leadership books. I've read John Maxwell stuff. Sure, I, yeah. I like uh, Mark Batterson. I like his books. I like anything that that teaches me to depend on, you know, to, to have a faith in myself and a faith in my God to the point where I can burn my ships. I can leave them behind and I can say, we're all in. When I bought the agency, my husband, I mean, that's why I told him, I said, we're, we're all in. I mean, this, this, I either make this work or we're broke. And, and it's being willing to say that and being willing to stay in that space in my head I read, um, I don't know how many times I've read Think and Grow Rich, but I start every morning off with some Bible reading, some prayer, and then a leadership book. So I'm always, like right now, I'm going back to how do you create a vision and how do you make plans to get to that vision? Because you can never learn it enough because work gets in the way and you've got to reinforce those things so that you can maintain that. You can be that positive role model at work. No matter what happens, I mean, we've always had a 24-hour rule. We may lose our biggest account around here. We get to feel sorry for ourselves for 24 hours, and then we got to get back to work. I love it because it, it the doors have got to stay open tomorrow. Hey, we're about halfway through the conversation, but I wanted to take the time to talk about my good friends, the sponsor here of the special series at Equity Bank. Have you ever noticed that most business bankers seem to really understand just one thing? It's banking, right? and not a lot about business. It makes sense since most banks were built generations ago and now they're often run by caretakers, not business builders. Well, it's not the case here at Equity Bank. 
The bankers at Equity Bank didn't inherit a bank generations ago. They built one of their own. They know that building something takes expertise, vision, and hard work. And over the past decade, they've built one of the region's fastest-growing banks by working side-by-side with customers, with entrepreneurs, with leaders in communities all throughout Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Recently, Equity Bank was listed on the NASDAQ exchange, which gives them even greater capabilities to take on those big deals that growing businesses need to keep on growing. So if you're tired of talking to bankers who've never really ran or owned or built a business, then I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you talk to my friends at Equity Bank. Thanks for listening to this show. Let's get back to the conversation, this unique and special series on leadership and entrepreneurship brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. I love that. I love I love the personal habits. I love hearing about it because you're right. Everybody that when you when you look at people that are leading significant lives, it's those personal habits. Uh, I find myself it's almost like dieting or exercising. I wanted to be the guy that would wake up at five in the morning, do a little meditation, prayer, journal, exercise, eat right, then go. And and then it, I found it a little overwhelming. It seemed like the chasm was too great, then I wouldn't start. But then I found that I was, if I just started with one thing, like letting my mm-hmm. feet, letting my feet hit the floor and then saying a little gratitude prayer, at least that was a start, right? And then I just build upon uh, that. Yeah. Do you, does that resonate with you? Yeah, I mean, it has it's become part of a daily routine, uh, right? And, and, but it it doesn't start off that way. I mean, it starts off as hard work. Exactly. Like, oh, crud, I got to get up 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, okay. You know, I promise I'd do this. So even the mornings that I have to be downtown at 7 o'clock, it means I have to get up a little bit earlier. And it may mean that I only have like two minutes. I may get through three or four verses in a really quick prayer and say, okay, God, here we go. That may be all I have time for. Some days it's in my car because that's all I've got. But it's just staying consistent and knowing that I stay in that present moment so that I can live fully there and be fully present for the people that need me. I love it. I, I, you're saying a lot of things that really resonate with me and certainly things I've, I've started to work on over the last 15 years. And it does make a difference. And I think, think of those times when I get lost or it, it isn't working. I, I don't do those things, right? It's like I kind of, I'm, I, I don't, I don't journal. I don't say gratitude prayers. I don't, exercise, whatever. And it just kind of slips away from me. So it, it is an intention. It's an intentional work, right? Yeah, you, it's easy to get out of the habit. Absolutely. It's, it's like anything else. If you get out of the habit of eating good, then you want sugar. You have to make yourself, you have to go back to the, okay, Dina, no more sugar. You know I mean? So you've got to kind of go back to that and say, okay, we're going to go one day without sugar. Now we're going to try two. Ooh, there's brownies at work today. Oh no, I don't have one. You know I mean? It's, it's just that small, it's small incremental steps that then develop into habits. It's the intentionality, right? I love that. I love that word. I had Barbara Corkin on this show a few years ago, and we were talking kind of about the same thing, about the headspace, the intentionality, you know, creating some personal habits that, you know, start out small, compound, you know, dream big, start small, those kind of things. And she, and one thing that was really refreshing when I talk to her is she said that the fear and uncertainty never, ever goes away. And, you know, her big thing mentally was when she was in fifth grade, you know, she was told she was dumb by her teachers or parents. So she thought she was dumb and she never made more than a D. Long story short, you know, she met her first husband who kind of 
boosted her confidence and she became the real estate magnet. But she says even today, like she'll be in a high pressure situation and she feels like, hey, I don't belong in this space and the negotiation is going wrong. She'll go right back to that. I'm just a dumb girl that can only make D's. And so she still has to fight it even today. On one side, that's kind of sad, but it's refreshing because it lets me know that we all deal with it, right? I don't think the fear, like she said, the fear and uncertainty never, ever really goes away. You have to to, to no, constantly no. fight it. Yeah. No, you you fight it all the time. All I the mean, time. I have, I have a partner right now that's, that can be really tough to deal with. And I've had to deal with me feeling inadequate again. And I'm like thinking, God, I'm too old for this. You know, <laughs> right. surely I've learned this by now. You just got to go back and say, nope, I, let's, we're going to start over again. You can do this. You are worthy. You are smart enough. Well, I, I, so it did. Yeah, it never stops. And I, don't th- I think people look at you and think, oh, well, you got it all together. Yeah, no, I don't. If I look like I have it all together, it's a pretty lucky day for me. <laughs> right. But I think that hearing that from you, I think that's to me, it's, it's almost like, a, and Steve Forbes said the same thing to me. He said, you know, he, wake, he woke up the morning I was talking to him on one of my interviews and he said, you know, he was in the shower thinking he didn't belong in this space and this deal he was trying to do that he, he felt like an idiot and he was calling himself an idiot, you know, and that's just, wow, you know. And so it's it's refreshing on one hand. And that's why I think it's important people hear it because see someone like yourself who's had this remarkable, successful career, but yet you, you're you constantly dealing with, with the dragons. And it's a, it's a daily battle slaying the dragons, I guess is the point. There's always a dragon. There's always a larger agency out there trying to get my accounts. There's always – I'm always battling against something, and I've got to believe that I'm good enough. Now, whether I get it or not doesn't matter, but my self-confidence has to say – I can do this. I'm smart enough to do this. Just because you're bigger, just because you are in a bigger organization does not mean you're better. Do you like competition? Do you thrive on competition? Oh, yeah. God, you ought to see me playing cards. Chiefs football, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a crazy rabbit fan. Yeah. yeah. Competition is all about, I love every minute of that. Yeah. In in the same, it's kind of like with curiosity. Are you a curious person? I mean, obviously, I, I hear that you read. I like to read too. Are you inquisitive? Are you are you curious? Yeah, certainly about things that that interest me. I am. I mean, I can't learn too much about football. I can't learn too much about leadership. I can't. You know, I mean, that stuff just fascinates me. Personality styles. I'm intrigued by all the different personality styles and how you relate to one and not the other. And all that stuff just, I mean, that's, I, yeah, you get me started on any of that and I'm going to want to go to every class and take every, learn everything. I'm same thing about insurance. I want to know the next thing. I want to know that next product so that we can, so that we do a better job for our clients. Yeah, I get it. It it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm the same way. And I always wonder, is that something that we, that can be taught? I mean, how do you teach that to your kids? I mean, or or is it just in, in you? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't know. All three of my kids are pretty inquisitive too. So, but they were raised by me. I mean, my husband's a sales guy. He's always had to be confident himself. So our kids just were held to that standard. I mean, that we expected greatness out of them and we challenged them. I mean, they were expected to make good grades and we just didn't give them much leeway in that. And so we held them to that standard and they have all done great. So whether that's a secret or no, but that's, that's, you have to hope. I mean, even at work, I have to hold people to a standard. Right. We have a standard here. We lead with integrity. We lead with education. We lead with service. 
I mean, we have to hold that standard. Sure. And I mean, I'm certainly the environment is a huge part of it. There's no doubt about it, right? I mean, my mom was constantly reading to me, feeding me books. I'm sure that that was a huge part to why I like to read and was inquisitive, right? But my sister was mm-hmm. in the, my sister was in the same environment, and she's not so. I, I don't know, you know. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, they're all different. I mean, sure, every we're all different. different. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But um, but you have to teach some of that. You know, you've got to be willing to dig out the information. You know, I've got a daughter that just changed careers, and now she's a general contractor. She had guys tell her that well, women never pass this licensing test the first time. She did. I mean, it, it's. You just, you just do it. You, yeah. you just figure it out and you do it. I got yeah. another daughter that's a nurse practitioner. I mean, she's not letting anybody push her around. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, I love your, I can see it. I can, I can hear the fire in your voice, the tenacity, the, the, the competition, the confidence. I, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, these are obviously all um, traits that we need to be su- successful and lead significant lives. I, I love the personal habits too and, and the admission of, hey, I don't got it all together and the fear and the uncertainty it never goes away. What are some of the other things that I, I was looking at your bio in this Warrior's Ascent? Uh, what is that? I mean, obviously as a former uh, Marine myself, and it looks like oh, you're doing yeah. skills for the yeah, for our, military first responders. Yeah, is a former Marine. I love him. Yeah. Um, uh, Warrior's Ascent does a week-long intensive like almost a camp. So it's almost like going to church camp. So these guys go, guys and gals go to a camp for a week. So it's a five day program. It's intensive and intentional on teaching them how to handle PTS. So the post-traumatic stress. Um, So they do it for warriors, for soldiers and for uh, first responders, like police officers and firefighters and EMT drivers and that kind of stuff. Cause those guys and gals face that stuff every day. Yeah. I mean, I've got a son of that's a cop and I mean, they come up on wrecks. They see all kinds of terrible things, things and, can't erase. and that affects yeah. them. And so this is like a week long program to teach them how to handle it. And they do it from like, it's a holistic kind of approach. It's um, teach them yoga. They teach them meditation. They teach them how to be spiritually intentional how to eat well. I mean, they, they feed them paleo food. I mean, you don't get sugar and you don't get lots of gluten and you, you, you learn how to eat the vegetables and the good proteins. And, um, and so that's the whole week long thing, trying to give them skill sets and connect them with the other people in their team so that they have a, um, a way to deal with it when they leave, they can go back to their regular lives and know how to deal with it when it creeps up again. That's it's, it. It's not much different than all of us going back to our favorite leadership book and saying, okay, I got to relearn this because I seem to be screwing up now. Right. It's, so it's for them, it's giving them those skills so that they can go back to it. I just joined their board. I love them. I, they're great. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a great program. I didn't even know anything like that existed, and, and it sounds uh, amazing. I'm I'm curious about what are some of the skills. I know you touched on some of them there. Like, how do you do? Because I can imagine, like you said, being a first responder or someone that's seen some intensive combat. You know, those things you just can't erase those things. You know, you, right? You yeah. Can't, I you, mean, they have them write a letter. I mean, so they they do a lot of things to like things that are you know like you need to release something. So write it down, read it to the group, and then they burn it. Yeah. And then they have the pole that like they climb up. It's it's like a leap into faith. So they're they're harnessed, but they have to climb up this pole and then jump off this pole. And it's so it's a leap into faith. And so it's 
it's just, and I haven't seen the whole program. I mean, I haven't been able to get out there for for the program, but I'm learning about it as I go, and it's it's fascinating. I mean, they do a lot of classroom work. They do, you know, paintings, like how to get emotional, how to, you know, how to yeah. release release stress in some other way uh, so that it's not harmful. You learn how to release it in some way other than through alcohol or drugs or whatever. That's amazing. That's really cool. I, I, like I said, I didn't know anything like that even yeah, existed. Really cool pro- it is a really cool program. Well, Dana, you seem like a fascinating leader, and I'm, it's been a real privilege to have you on the show. How can people learn more about you, get in touch with you, particularly those young women who uh, could could possibly be mentored by you? I give them my email address, and they, they are certainly welcome to reach out to me. Um, I'm going to give them my Gmail so that they don't have to come through my office. Um, it's Dina, D-E-E-N-A-A, James, at gmail.com. Dina, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real privilege and honor having you, you, having you on You bet. It's been there. fun. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to this special entrepreneurial and leadership series The Dose of Leadership brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. Make sure you, to subscribe to Dose of Leadership where you can hear more great stories in this unique and special series. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a listen to all of my Dose of Leadership podcasts and all of my episodes and see why Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Inc. Magazine all recommend this as a must-listen. Dose of Leadership features candid conversations with amazing guests, leading high-performing experts and organizations, large and small, all over the world. Find Dose of Leadership on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and go ahead and visit doseofleadership.com where you can find out more information about the show, myself, my speaking engagements, my keynotes, live seminars, and my mastermind events. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful, time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs. From technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.